Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 257, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on September the 12th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm under the weather. But uh, oh. we'll get to it. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete. Kevin, how are you feeling? Oh, uh, crappy. I mean, like, my chest is all congested. This is definitely, like, back in the day, like, and by that I mean, like, a month ago, would have been a day where I would have been like, I can't record today. Like, just, you know. Look at but, you powering through. Yeah, we're trying. Um, so yeah, I just, I just is like, I took a COVID test. It was negative. I'm gonna take another one today. Um, but yeah, because it's gotten like progressively worse each day. Okay. So, but I'm taking Mucinex DM and all that other good stuff. So you know, I should be fine. Uh, all right, but we've got a busy, busy show. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you, I did go back to Halloween Horror Nights last week. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you a further review of that. Uh, it was awesome. This time around, because there was no rain, there was no like. You know, I was going to say, did it hurricane. rain? No, it did not. Uh, so it was fantastic. We did the Exorcist House. We did Dueling Dragons, which is like my new favorite. Uh, I like really, the homage. It's really cool. Also, you get to like choose at the end, like which whether it's the fire dragon or the ice dragon that wins, and then like the ending experience is different based on. Oh, what that's you cool. Yeah, that was and, pretty and, neat. and each person gets to choose, like each party. Yeah. Like that that goes through. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, you walk up and there's just two doorways. So you huh. just decide which one you want to go through. You went with ice. No, we went with fire first. So oh, wow. next time we'll go with ice. Um but yeah, then we did uh we did the Dr. Oddfellow um uh, house, which was cool. We met Dr. Oddfellow twice. Okay. We met him out in the front and uh let me tell you something. There are certain characters out there that really love Morty and love interacting with Morty. Dr. Oddfellow at the front of the park is not one of them. <laughs> Man, did he brush me off. Uh, but then Dr. Oddfellow in the jungle um scare zone loved Morty. And like okay. like like I had to like get away from him. Like did you ask him, hey, well, you know, like now you're like all like chatty with me, but you brushed me off in the front of the park. Well, I mean, this was this was two different time periods of Dr. Oddfellow. So I guess like over the years, he gets more jaded because this was like early Dr. Oddfellow. Ah, got it. So, Didn't know there was time vortex involved. There is time vortex involved in Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So we did film a Morty it. video. It is hopefully coming out this week. I just I haven't been able to record the voiceover uh, just because I've been sick and, uh, you know. It's kind of hard to talk at that Morty register when, you know, yep. you, you can probably hear it in my voice right now. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, so really great. We did try the food this time around. Oh, OK. So we went to the Last of Us, uh, you know, like area and we got that food there. I got a Korean hot dog, which is one of my favorite things in the world. OK, a Korean hot dog is like a corn dog. But it's like not in cornbread. It's like in a batter. And inside typically is like a hot dog and melted cheese. Now, you would hate that, obviously, being a person that doesn't like cheese. But that sounds terrible. Then, but normal, you know, normal human beings who don't have your cheese aversion, you know, would 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 go for it. So we got that. And I got the the spiraled potatoes that are like the big thing that everyone loves there every year. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I did not fit. Not only did I not finish, but like my my last like my one mouthful of the the Korean hot dog, I I literally spit it out into a napkin. Oh, and it's not that the food was gross per se. I mean, on paper, I should have loved it. I love Korean hot dogs. I love cheese. I love hot dogs. 
and it had truffle sauce on it. I love truffle sauce, but it's like it's like it's covered in cordyceps from The Last of Us, and I'm like, oh, right. okay, like that's disgusting, and <laughs> and even like the spiral. So the spiral potatoes. I'm sure when I got them, they were lovely, but I wanted to like, like film and like take pictures of them. But so I bought the, I bought both of these things at the same location, assuming I would get both at the same time. You got to get in one line after you pay for the spiral potatoes and then another line for the Korean hot dog. Okay. So by the time I got the Korean hot dog, the potatoes are cold because they were long. They were both long lines. So that's my fault for needing to take pictures of my food. Uh, I get it. But again, it's like, you know, we're right by the vampire um, music festival gimmick that's going on, the scare zone. So, you know, I'm like I'm hearing the imagery mixed with the music and smelling the um, like the fog that they like push out everywhere. And it just turned my stomach. I couldn't do it. I could like even like the refillable soda drink cup. Like sometimes like I take a drink of the soda and I'm like, Um, we did the Universal Monsters. And that was actually awesome. Completely unexpectedly awesome. Because last year it was the worst house. Remember last year I told you it was like 90% mummy and like 10% the other, like not even 10% the others. Who is the featured monster this year? So this year it's the theme is Paris. Okay. It's uh, the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. No, the Wolfman was last year. It's the Phantom of the Opera, the Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, all sound cool. Yeah, you know, I saw Quasimodo and I was like, hey, Quasimodo out there. And like, you know, <laughs> he, he was like, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Um, It was that house. I don't want to spoil anything about that house, but that house was pretty intense. But the thing I loved was that each of them got their own area. So it was like equally nice. dispersed time. So it was like the Phantom and then like the Invisible Man and then Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and then the Quasimodo. And then like at the end, you see all four of them again. So it was like really cool i liked it that's awesome yeah and you know what the invisible man effect that they did was really cool i really liked that some some lady like passed out in the line like outside of the house and had to be like helped by emts and stuff and you know i was like oh maybe it was the invisible man like he got her or korean hot dog or Korean hot dog coming back on her. Yeah, she was okay. She was, you know, sitting up and talking. And I, I honestly, I think it was, it was very hot that night. And I think a lot of people don't like they're drinking alcohol and they're not drinking water and they're dehydrating and they're getting come, some kind of heat stroke. So I think it's like pretty common. You see yep. it in Ep- you see it in Epcot a lot in the summer too, like during the day, people passing out. All right. So this week for the show, we have decided that uh, since so much news broke at the D23 event this past week, we needed to just dedicate the entire show to covering everything that was brought up. But before we get into that, I did want to uh, apologize because we forgot to talk about what our friends around the world weighed in about for last week's show, which was their you know, top merchandise locations. In wow. Interesting. So, All right. Yeah. I really wanted to take a moment to, to kind of like, you know, talk about what they said and, you know, do that whole thing. So, uh, okay. Let me just find that over here. And that was, what is your favorite merchandise shop? Okay. Ravi Bremer says Memento Mori. Brenda Gay Sullivan says Memento Mori for sure. And the Emporium, I love the snack treat area, Big Top Souvenirs, Star Traders, Bayview Gifts of the Contemporary, the gift shop at Port Orleans, and the shop at Pop Century. Amanda Moaning says, the Emporium, I feel that's kind of cheating, but it's my favorite shop to walk through. Also, the Christmas shop in Frontierland. Heather Marie says, the co-op and boutique at the Polynesian Resort. Frankie Keith Camel says, Mitsukoshi in Japan, Epcot, the only store on property I always buy something from. And even by Disney standards, the staff is always super friendly. Kevin Beacom says, Disney's Days of Christmas. Um, on Og says Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Um, Ravi Bremer then responds back and says Rogue Comics. Oh, thank you. Right, not quite in Walt Disney World, but you know it's it's connected in some way. Heather Gooden says Connections or whatever the name is in Epcot, the Christmas Store at Disney Springs, Co-op at Disney Springs, Twining's Tea Shop at Epcot, Property co- and Property Control. From when my brother was a cast member, Property Control also now I believe referred to as Cast Connection. Yep. 
Uh, Christina McSheffrey says the Emporium is my Nirvana, but I love ye old Christmas shop because I'm an ornament junkie. Marianne Sullivan says all my money goes to Memento Mori, one of the best themed stores, and I love all the Haunted Mansion merch. Lara Fee says the Emporium, uh, generic I know, and World of Disney again generic. Michael Michael Bobichael says Memento Mori, Plaza del Sol Car- Caribe Bazaar in Magic Kingdom. I guess that's the Pirates one. Uh, creations oh, right. at Epcot, Zawadi Marketplace at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and World of Disney at Disney Springs. Nicholas Meredith says, don't know if it counts, but I love the co-op in Springs. I like Disney stuff that isn't overly Disney. Uh, stuff that fans will enjoy and notice, but isn't straight from the stores at the end of the ride. Uh, Sarah Malaliu says, the Meadows Trading Post Bayview Gifts in Yield Christmas Shop. Charles Mary says, the Art of Disney. Cheryl Pavia says, I like the resort gift shops for resort-specific merch. Charles Mary also says Pop Century has one of my favorite gift shops. Tammy Adams says, we always wonder, uh, we always wander the gift shops at Grand Floridian. My daughter loves the Basin store to get the Disney bath bombs. Also, the store at Disney Springs. Uh, Tip, security doesn't always like bath bombs and carry-on luggage. I mean, I don't Mm. think they like, I don't think they like any bombs. (laughs) Bath or otherwise. Corey Goldstein says, I love Island Mercantile and Discovery Trading Company. Also, Memento Mori. I just wish it was bigger and had some more merch. And finally, Marianne Sullivan says, my favorite resort shop is Boutique at the Poly. Boutique is a good store. It's a great store. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Also, I did go to Food and Wine uh, this week, and I tried the Pickle Milkshake. Okay. Uh, That is uh, interesting. I really want to try it. I love pickles, so I think like it'd be something I'd be into. It kind of tasted like an eggnog with dill in it almost like. Okay. It was a little weird. It was weird. I mean, I didn't, I did not dislike it, but after like four or five sips, I was done. I got to tell you, like they do like dill pickle popcorn. Yeah. I know. Uh, like I always get it when I'm in Disneyland. They have it at like Cozy Cone and it's like my favorite thing. I love I mean, it. That's, that sounds really good. The shake was, it was really good. Also, we had the impossible buffalo chicken tenders with the impossible blue cheese on it. Which, okay. if you had given me those, I would not have been able to tell it wasn't chicken. Okay. I would have told you it was impossible for it to not be chicken. So I think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was that. And the, the milkshake really cut the spice very well because I'm not, I'm not like one of those people that's like eating the death nut, you know, like, right. Uh, um, I'm not I'm not looking at how many Scovilles something is, you know, on the Scoville chart. <laughs> Me neither. I like spicy, but I mean, I have some friends that are like, it's like a sport to them. And I, I just like spicy. I don't like my I don't want to actually hurt myself. My buddy Joe, who lives over in Cranford in front of high school, he on YouTube does like the spicy challenges. And he ate like right. he ate like I think it was called the death tube or something like that or like the the hell tube or it's like this tube of of like peanuts that is spiced okay. so much that it is like 13 million scovels and l- let me tell you something like uh police uh pepper spray is 2 million right so he's essentially eating something that was like seven times to- almost seven times the intensity of pepper spray i'm sure he preps for it mm-hmm. right yeah yeah, he got he through got to... it. He got through it. Proud of him. Proud of you, Joe. I know you're not listening, but I'm proud of you. Uh, the uh, <laughs> let me, uh, can I just say I, I've been watching this. I like I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole this week. It's not Disney related, okay. but I found this thing. And you you remember how everyone likes to always say that I look like the guy from Man versus Food. Like you, you used to say it every time I walked in the shop. I mean, I don't like to say it. You look like the guy from you. What's his name? Adam. Adam. Whatever. Richman? I, yeah. I mean, so, so I much don't, so I don't that... enjoy saying it. It's not something I'm like, what oh, makes me feel good. You look exactly <laughs> like him. So much so that one time in Manhattan, somebody legitimately ran up to me thinking that I was him. That's awesome. And when I said that I wasn't, accused me of lying to like, like be passing for like. So I've typically avoided like food challenge things my entire life, like not wanting to like watch them or be like, because it's annoying to me. I fell down a rabbit hole with food challenges. I, I, I found this YouTube channel called Beard Meets Food. And okay. Meats is an M-E-A-T-S. It is mm-hmm. this dude from England with a long beard, like down to like, like, you know, past his chest. I mean, he ate a 10 pound uh, hamburger that was literally like 
it was like a Big Mac where it was like bun, meat, bun, meat, bun. But the yeah, buns, the... the buns were full pizzas. Dude, that's insane. Like a full 13 inch pizza, three of them. And like all this meat and like he ate it. He ate the whole thing. That's just crazy. He is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's on unst- like he I watched him eat an 11 and a half pound pizza. Like, I'm just I'm like amazed by this. Like, I just can't get enough of it. He eat this massive plate of nachos like I, it's insane. I, I don't know if I can watch stuff like that. Well, it's it's really it gets gross because it gets like really messy. Right. So my favorite thing is like like when he finished eating like the the massive like mountain of nachos he has to see a dessert menu <laughs> i love that you're too sensitive to eat food if you hear creepy music in the background at halloween horror nights but, yeah, but you're like let me watch this video like i can watch this guy like just inhale 10 pounds of ground beef <laughs> it's like all over his beard and stuff so like oh i mean that's a horror night we're, we're literally so we're watching him eat um pho you know, like the Vietnamese uh-huh. noodles and this this thing of pho, it has a gallon of broth in it. And it's just okay. like it's like four pounds of noodles and four pounds of meat. And he's literally just dunking his hands into the bowl and like pulling up handfuls. Come on, and just stop. I don't even want to hear about this. And then he drinks the broth and then finds out he didn't have to drink the broth. <laughs> but he drank a gallon of broth. Uh, oh, that's great. All right, I'm sorry. It was way off topic, but yeah, but like I was like, man, Disney. I wish Disney did food challenges. Like, no, Disney had, Disney had like a ten pound steak that you could like make your way through. I mean, people would Oof. probably die. But you, know, but like, you know, like so. Uh, I will say, my fiance and I did a video of us uh, tasting the pickle milkshake. So like I said, okay. I took five sips and I was satisfied and done. She finished the whole thing. She didn't love it, but she like. She refuses to ever like if we spend money on something, no matter how gross it is, she's finishing it. I tend to be like that too. I I I get that mentality. We bought that that Galaxy's Edge like popcorn mix at Hollywood, and yep. it was the grossest thing ever. Like I mean, it was absolutely nasty. It was just I could tell you for a fact that I bought that and finished it. Yeah. And she didn't really like it. I refuse. I was like, I can't eat any more of that. Like, I'm going to gag if I put that in my mouth again. Like, um, and she was just and she ate the whole it took her like the whole afternoon, but right. she ate the whole thing. You know what the bummer is? I told you this previously that the popcorn in Galaxy's Edge West is totally different flavors. Yeah, I heard. Which is And it's awesome. Great. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, I'm like, oh, this is delicious. I was I was watching uh, Bad Batch and like they're eating that popcorn in the Bad yep. Batch. Yeah, it's like, hey, Omega, are you eating that that popcorn from Galaxy's Edge? And she's like, oh, I am. <laughs> it's amazing. I would spend six seventy five on this. <laughs> I would. Uh, okay, ready for uh, ready for the news this week. Yep. The news brought to you by our good friends over at Away With Me Travel. You can always find them over uh, to to book all of your vacation needs. And, uh, you know, but by the way, also a big thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, we got a bunch of new patrons this week over on Patreon. And that video that we filmed for, uh, like, so we, we filmed us trying the pickle milkshake and the impossible tenders. And uh, that will be going up on Patreon this week. Nice. So that is just and one of the many extra things you also get like the free Patreon, you know, you get the Patreon show, you and I doing, you know, another like half hour of just kind of like chatting about whatever's on our mind at the moment about Disney. You get the Geek Watchtower, which we did the first episode of, um, you know, two weeks ago. And I think that came out really great. That comes out once a month. So much good stuff going on over at Patreon. Okay, so worldwide news run. Disney has announced policy changes. This worries me because like, okay. What if they're taking the race bibs away? How am I going to eat? Pu- How am I going to eat pudding? Like uh, registration has opened for volunteer positions at the 2023 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend at Walt Disney World in early November with a significant change in benefits to the people who make it possible. Run Disney will no longer offer complimentary theme park tickets for volunteers. In other news, no one has volunteered to, to for the Run Disney Wine and Dine. <laughs> Um, 
So it's below is the note that Disney presents to volunteers on registration. Thank you for considering volunteering your time during the upcoming run Disney race season. Your passion for making a difference in the central Florida community through our celebrated charities is truly valued. However, we hate you and we're not going to give you your, your free <laughs> ticket. That we, no, uh, it says in keeping with the spirit of volunteerism, complimentary theme park tickets will not be distributed <laughs> in keeping with the spirit of volunteerism. Like, why do you want something for this? You're volunteering. Because we know you wanted options on how you get into the park. Exactly. You can buy your own tickets. We know that you want to contribute to the future of this company. I I'm what what a what a like kick in the kick in the butt right there. Like for I those mean, poor people that are doing the volunteering. Uh, I mean, like, I get it. The company's not doing great right now. The parks have been fairly empty, with the exception of like, you know, certain meet and greets that happened recently. But which we'll get to. But come on, like these people are volunteering their time like the, you can't. And just, I mean, how many, how many the... could we possibly be talking about? Seriously, Seriously. For, for real. And like all you do when you do things like this is you just make the company look evil, which, you know, yep. is not like a thing that you want to do in the spirit of volunteerism. Ugh. I really don't like when they do that, when they try to be like, like, this is a good thing that we're taking things away from you because we know that you want options on how to get to the resorts. There's no more Magical Express. Uh, all right. So in Disney Springs news, the Cake Bake Shop has issued an update on its opening. Uh, on its official Facebook page, it, it gave a revised timeline for its opening at Disney's Boardwalk. The um the latest timeline from the Cake Bake Shop is an early 2024 opening. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. The Cake Bake Shop coming at you uh, by Gwendolyn Rogers, whoever that is. I'm sure she's somebody that people know and they're yelling at me right now through their, you know, phones. All right. No water park or Disney Springs news this week. That was resort news, by the way, not Disney Springs news. Uh, Magic Kingdom news. We have a huge expansion coming to Magic Kingdom. At some point, and it will be something. Yeah, I, I feel like we should, especially because the whole episode's kind of themed about this. I feel like we should really talk about the, the realities. Yeah, like, is, is this all? Like, what do you? What kind I, of odds you put on this stuff happening? Uh, fifty percent of it not happening. Agreed. Now I don't know which fifty percent. Uh, this Magic Kingdom expansion not happening. Not okay. happening. You're probably right. I, I I just I can't imagine it happening. The it, because it was so vague. Because it was it wasn't like here's here's our idea. It was like hey, like we're gonna do something at Magic Kingdom and it's gonna be great and you're gonna love it and it's gonna be awesome and it's happening at some point and it's gonna be a thing and it's gonna be something and boy oh boy, is it gonna be a thing? <laughs> this is the way I said. I said it's it is the it is the Lucasfilm special. It is oh we're 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 going to give you a movie by Kevin Feige from Marvel. That was never going to happen. I know. It's they well, they announce these things to get to get positive press and then as the years go by they just never deliver on it. Like this is I think they want to do them. I just think, you know. I think that like the Mary Poppins and like the play oh, the, yeah. the, the the play pavilion and all that stuff that is seemingly not happening. I think they wanted to do all that. I think they had plans to do all that. I think COVID ruined that. But something like this Magic Kingdom expansion or like the blue sky concepts that they keep putting out, these are things that they have no intention of doing. I I, I agree with you. I asked you the other day. I mean, well, what happened to Mary Poppins? Like, what are these ideas not viable anymore? They, yeah, these I mean, aren't we're, good ideas anymore? we're talking about expanding the Magic Kingdom beyond Big Thunder Mountain, and like, but we're not making the play the yeah you know, the play pavilion or doing the Mary Poppins ride. Like, what's I don't going get on? it. Like, I thought that, and I understand the concept of COVID hit the company, and now they can't redo Spaceship Earth because we're kind of like low on funds. I totally hundred percent get that. But like, so now we're like, and here's our new plans. It's like, wait, wait, well, what about those plans? Right, right. They're, like, they're just gone now. We can't not reduce, good ideas anymore. We can't reduce Spaceship Earth, but we're building on like the biggest expansion in Magic Kingdom history. Maybe at some point you're going to love it because it's going to be a thing at some point. Uh, Bruce Vaughn, the chief creative officer at Walt Disney Imagineering, joined Parks Chairman Josh DeMaro for a special blue sky look at what's coming to Walt Disney World. According to Bruce, future expansion plans for Magic Kingdom in Florida are the largest ever for the park. 
Imagineers are looking to tell stories beyond Big Thunder Mountain, similar in scale to lands like Galaxy's Edge and Pandora, the world of Avatar, uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, the, uh, adding new attractions, restaurants, shows, and more. When announced in 2022, the proposed new land behind Big Thunder Mountain and Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom would include experiences based on Disney animation stories, including Coco and Kanto and the Disney villains. So we remember this blue sky concept from last year. Yeah, uh, the villains area, the Encanto area. The co- I'll tell you right now, they're not putting Encanto there because they're putting Encanto in Animal Kingdom apparently, yeah. which we'll get right. to. Uh, so you know, who knows? I would like a villains area. That would be super cool, but I I don't know. I feel like you missed the mark by about twenty years with that. But a Pirates of the Caribbean themed lounge is coming to the Magic Kingdom. This I believe will actually happen because sure. I mean, look, Tortuga Tavern is just sitting there. Like it's so weird. Yeah, it, it it's you don't even have to change the name of it. Yeah, it's, it's what like a, a it's... what a weird thing. Like I I never understand when they have these like useless like pieces of land like that. You're like, oh, that's open like ten percent of the year. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like the golden uh not golden oak um the golden horseshoe, right? Places like that. So a new Pirates of the Caribbean themed lounge is coming to Adventureland at Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Disney says this first of its kind experience will extend the story of Pirates of the Caribbean and Imagineers are in the design process now, which means, you know, this is a long ways away. Yep. With more details coming in the future. Disney did reveal one small detail. It would be a Barker Bird animatronic uh, that will make a welcome return. So the Barker Bird is coming back. Nice. The most likely location for the new lounge is the former Pirates League makeover experience space. Why wouldn't it just be Tortuga Tavern? right yeah i mean well again with the pirates league area that's also a place that's just taking up space right now yep so now obviously i think that is a thing that's going to actually happen however i think it's going to be a long way away i think this d23 they were like man we really got nothing so we gotta like we gotta come up with something to tell these people to get them excited because right honestly i feel like and i hate saying this I feel like enthusiasm for Disney right now is kind of at an all-time low. I don't know about all-time low, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So the Hatbox Ghost's arrival has been confirmed. I mean, we already knew he was coming, but now we know when. Well, we, we right. know vaguely when. The long-awaited Hatbox Ghost will finally materialize at the Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World in late November 2023. So just in time for the holidays. There you go. Announcement was made during... uh the Destination D23 event in front of fans at Disney's Contemporary Resort. So the Hatbox Ghost will be near the Endless Hallway scene, which is a different location from his counterpart in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion attic. All right, chain. I, I, I need to I need to take a second before I talk about this next one. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm like choking on it. Changes are coming to. The Country Bear Jamboree. You know, I'm not as upset about this as you are. Look, I get it. I understand why. I understand why. This isn't exactly a popular attraction. They're trying to get more people in there. It just stinks. I'm sorry. Yeah. So... The Country Bears will be performing a new act in 2024. Disney Imagineer Chris Beatty says when the show debuts, the Bears will be reinterpreting favorite Disney songs in different genres of country music. The seaweed is always greener. Like <laughs> with the banjo I, I'm the wash- willing to I'm willing to give it a shot. Imagineers are envisioning the new experience as an homage to the classic musical reviews in Nashville, and they're working with Nashville musicians to get the authentic country sound. Disney said the Country Bear Jamboree will still have the fun and friendly tone fans enjoy with favorite characters like the lovable Trixie, Big Al, and others. Uh, You know, Big Al not singing Blood on a Saddle. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, You got a Big Al. uh, Well, I mean, you always need Big Al. He's like the guy in there. But, you know, he won't be singing his iconic song. Look, they've changed Country Bears in the past. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's forever. Like they they changed it when I first saw Country Bears in the eighties, it was the Country Bear Vacation Hoedown, where they did okay. all they did all contemporary music like on the road again and you know like all that stuff, but you know it's just kind of a bummer. 
Like again, well, it's like let's... this is a part. This was a park specific show that I was know. like you know not mired in IP, and now it's mired in IP. Like we're just gonna. I don't want to hear Big Al sing "Let It Go," right? You know, like. But you know, maybe it'll be great. And I always got to think, yeah, let's see it first. Yeah, let's see it first. I was not thrilled with it. And again, I don't like being negative. We we have always said that, like, people aren't listening to this show to be like, Disney stinks. Like, you know, they want. So, I, I you know, we get we can hope that it'll be awesome. It's just I'm kind of bummed about it. Uh, we have I new it. moving on to Epcot news. We're going to spend a lot of time at Epcot here because there's a lot of Epcot news. We have news on a new nighttime spectacular coming to Epcot, replacing Epcot forever. Uh, it's going to be called Luminous, and it debuts in late 2023 at Walt Disney World. The Walt Disney World president, Jeff Valle, or Vale, or however you say that, revealed new details on the upcoming nighttime spectacular. It will be uh, titled Luminous, the Symphony of Us, and will debut on December 5th, 2023. He said Luminous will be a brand new show filled with fireworks, fountain, lasers, lighting effects, and fabulous Disney IP music. Okay. Uh, Never saw that coming. Yeah, right? Uh, Luminous is going to touch your heart, and it's going to continue our long tradition of amazing nighttime entertainment at Epcot. I cannot wait for you all to see it. I will replace Epcot forever. There's some concept art was revealed. It does not look like it's going to be dealing with, like, big barges in the water. So Good. Yeah. Step one success. Look, I don't mind the IP music in a nighttime show. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what people are there for. It's, yeah. I, I get it. I, I, I totally, and I know that might sound hypocritical because I was just like, keep IP music out of my country bears. But, I you know, it. this is a new experience. It's not like we're, whatever. But you, you know what I mean? I, I don't know when I'll end up seeing it. It will, you know, because I typically, like I said, I typically don't stay at Epcot late at night. Uh, we we had a whole conversation about this on the patron show uh, where I revealed a couple of like stories of things I've seen at Epcot at night. But OK, so in great news over at Epcot, the return of Soren over California. OK. So starting September 22nd, just 10 days from the day we record this, Soren over California will return to Epcot's land pavilion. This was originally open in 2005 at Epcot. Sorno, California sends guests on a sweeping flyover above the wondrous Golden State for a bird's eye view of the rich landscape and topography. The original Soren over California film last played at Epcot on June 16th, 2016. Now, Soren over California will play for a limited time as part of Walt Disney World's Disney 100 celebration. And Disney has not yet given any indication of how long it will be available. I'm going to say forever. Please. God, I hope so. Let me tell you something. Soaring over California is so much better than Soaring over the world. Like, I know. <laughs> I mean, because so, well, a lot of Soaring over the world is not actually like it's CGI. Yeah, I know. And not, not like the orange groves I and know, the I pine. Miss it. Like I miss it so much. I'm so excited that I get to do it again. So excited, as opposed to like the the elephant butt grass that you smell on Soaring over the world, like. Uh, but yeah, Soaring Over California, awesome, awesome, cannot wait. Uh, we have an opening announced for Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. Disney has officially announced that it will be open to guests on October 16th, 2023. So that is coming up, my friend. Okay. That is happening. Are you going to bring Morty there? Yes, we will have to do it. Will you be going the side where you apparently get pretty soaked? Not with Morty, no. Does Morty have like a raincoat? He should. I'll see if Build a Bear makes one. Yeah. <laughs> he's all his clothes come from Build a Bear Workshop. Yeah, he's uh, very designer specific. Yeah. Uh, AP and uh, DVC preview dates have been announced for Journey of Water. So let's talk a bit about, first about the annual pass holder preview. They any APs can attend a special preview for Journey of Water inspired by Moana, by Moana beginning September 24th at Epcot. Now that date is officially like i guess sold out or full like there are no okay. more there are no more epcot reservations for september 24th right so it's going to be september 24th to the 29th and then october 1st to the 4th now an epcot reservation is required 
Pass holders must have a theme park reservation on the day of the preview. If your theme park reservation is for a different park, uh, then you will not be eligible to participate in the preview that day. If you enter Epcot without a theme park reservation after 2 p.m., you will also not be eligible to participate in a preview that day. To check in for the preview, visit the entrance to Journey of Water inspired by Moana, located across from Coral Reef Restaurant. Now, uh, we're going on October 1st. Okay. Yeah. You excited? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I'm always excited to see something new. And I'm I'm very interested to see how this is going to just change the landscape of Epcot. Me too. Now, registration is not required to attend this preview. However, you must have that theme park reservation. A standby queue will be in place. Virtual queue will not be available. An eligible activated annual pass is required to attend the preview. You must show your annual pass card, Disney Magic Mobile Pass, Magic Band, or Magic Band Plus, along with valid photo ID when checking in. Everyone in your party must be an annual pass holder to attend the preview experience, and all offerings are subject to change or cancellation without notice. Now, for our friends in the Disney Vacation Club, uh, there will be a special sneak peek inspired by for Journey of Water, uh, in late 2020, uh, in late 2023, the Disney Vacation Club preview will also be those same dates. Now, check-in will take place at the Journey of Water entrance across from Coral Reef. It's pretty much the same thing. Advanced preview registration is not available for the event. However, you and your guests must have valid admission to a theme park uh, and a theme park reservation to Epcot on the day of the preview. If your theme park reservation is for a different theme park, you can't go. It's the same exact thing. So right. APs and, you know, DVC can all go at the same time. Now, opening the same day as Journey of Water is a Moana meet and greet right there in Epcot. <laughs> Which right, I yeah. surprised. It's surprising, but it didn't surprise me because I, you know, I knew that they had announced Moana being an animal kingdom, kind of like in that Pocahontas area. Right. But that's not happening now. Moana will arrive in World Nature on October 16th, 2023. The new meet and greet space carries over a similar look to Journey of Water, and it is located just across from Coral Reef Restaurant. Disney has also announced that that is the same day Journey of Water opens. So they're, they're getting them both on the same day. Makes sense. So, uh, you know, I was going to say, like, this will probably be pretty manageable, you know, getting to Moana. However, you would think uh, so. You would think so. However, our next bit of news, Figment has arrived at Epcot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Oof. was this a thing. <laughs> you know, I know I, I I get, like, uppity a lot when I hear that, like, oh, Disneyland has Ahsoka, and Disneyland is getting Hera and Chopper, and Boba Fett, and, you know, like, all this other cool stuff, and Judge Doom, and I'm like, why can't we have that? Well, let me tell you why we can't have that. <laughs> Because Figment has arrived in Epcot and his first day was greeted by wait times in excess of four and a half hours. That's just wild. Yeah. Somebody in our Facebook group said, like, if this were Disneyland, Figment would literally be just walking around waving and people would just wave at him casually as he like as he like strolled around the land. I find that so hard to believe. And I want to say that that would not be the case. But I mean, I've seen it like no, no, not like a brand new character, right? Like Ahsoka still got mobbed, of course. I, I but... did hear that. Yeah, I did hear that the Ahsoka, the Ahsoka was an issue. Yeah, it was. But so. wow, crazy. Yep. I mean, like I watch people mob Mando in. Yeah. Mando gets mobbed in. I don't even know if Mando is still in Galaxy's Edge because he was getting so mobbed. I know. I again, I don't know. Please just make these meet and greets. I I get it. The immersion, whatever. Just make them meet and greets. Yeah, please. Controlled environment. Let kids Look, meet these characters. Yeah, exactly. This worked with Ray, you know, because yep. nobody cared. Right, but still do it with Chewbacca. Yeah. People are fine with it. But man, these new characters, please, please let kids get the opportunity to get their picture with these characters. Build, yeah. build cool setups. Yeah. Have them look something neat. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing, but. Yeah, it, it, I don't understand why. Like, not only is, you have Mando and he's got Grogu and the Grogu yep. like interacts and you're not doing a meet and greet. What are you doing? What are you thinking? I mean, if you want to have them also walk around like non-inhabited areas, like how they have like characters on top, like I've got do that. Awesome. Yeah. We're, we're, we're seeing the people. But man, what are you guys doing? I don't understand. And I love the idea of roaming characters, but you know. So Figment's schedule has been put onto the My Disney Experience app. 
he is scheduled to appear daily from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. and from 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. So anytime after 3.30 p.m., no more figment. Okay. Yeah, guests were, it says your guests were waiting up to five hours to meet Figment at the on opening day. Now, I did not hear anything yesterday. I didn't either. So, and, and you know, one of our one of our friends and patrons, Kay Pern, she posted in our group, uh, or she posted on, might, maybe it might have been on her page, like, just like, in Epcot that day, and there didn't seem to be anyone around, so it might have just been a day one thing. Maybe. So... Test track is being reimagined again. Did you see this? I did. Now, I'm when I first, about when I first saw this, I had one thought. Well, here comes Lightning McQueen, but it's not that. Like I thought when I saw Test Track being reimagined, I'm like, oh, it's going to be cars. Well, and, I never thought that actually. Oh yeah, I was like, here we go, IP. But they they're keeping Test Track uh, non IP, I guess. So Disney has announced that Imagineers, along with teams from Chevrolet, are reaching back into history for inspiration from the original World of Motion and bringing that spirit of optimism to the next iteration of the Test Track ex- attraction at Epcot. Details are scarce, but Disney has released a piece of concept art for the new experience. The look of the concept art suggests that Test Track may be moving into the EV era, the electrical vehicle. Uh, the current version of Test Track opened in December 2012 and is a part of Chevrolet's sponsorship deal with Disney. The attraction is due for a refresh. No closing date or time frame for the update has been announced. So I guess that's like in the contract with Chevy that they have to update the attraction every like. Well, so Test long. Track's a really strange case as far as modern Disney rides go, right? I mean, yeah. it's still fully sponsored and it, they really use like Chevy really takes advantage of test track and being able to show things off i mean i can't think of another ride that's even remotely like that for sure so you know thank you chevy because i have a feeling you know they're pushing this and they want it to be something different and i I, it's kind of a great thing actually yeah you know who i always feel really bad for a test track who the the chevrolet salespeople at the in the exit queue that are trying to literally sell cars yeah, but it's probably not that hard of a gig. Really? Like, what if you make, what if you work on commission? How many of those cars do you think they sell well, a year? I hope they don't work on commission. Like, who who is like, you know what I'm going to do on my vacation? I'm going to just buy a car. Like, on a whim. Just buy a car. I don't know. Pe- people get excited. Uh, so, uh, we have a completion date for Epcot for World Celebration. will officially be open this December, apparently. Okay, like, good to go. Yeah, Disney has confirmed that world the World Celebration neighborhood at Epcot will begin welcoming guests in December 2023. Disney says that World Celebration will unite the front of the park, tying together the other two new Epcot neighborhoods, World Discovery and World Nature. Uh, the completion of the last of the park's three neighborhoods is the latest major milestone in Epcot's multi-year transformation. So there you go. We're we're gonna have a a f- complete Epcot void of of construction walls. Very hard soon. to believe, actually. I know, I know. So world nation, uh, you know, world na- uh, nature, world discovery, and uh, you know, world celebration and world showcase all coming together to form one world Epcot. I guess. <laughs> Uh, all right so animal kingdom news uh we are gonna be saying goodbye to dino land or one might say maybe dino land is going extinct yeah i'm a little bummed but it's okay we knew it was coming we knew we knew that this was gonna happen dino land is has been on the chopping block for so long it's such a weird area i know so the new experiences that will be replacing Dinoland will be <clears throat> inspired by Encanto and Indiana Jones. I mean, you know? that's pretty awesome. It's two things I love. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the new land theme to the tropical Americas would replace the entire Dinoland USA area with Indiana Jones replacing the existing dinosaur ride and Encanto replacing Dinorama. Uh, these, this latest concept also suggests that Disney has abandoned plans for Moana and Zootopia in this area of the park, which was last year. And their blue sky concept was, you know, Moana and Zootopia. But now yep. we're getting in Kanto and Indiana Jones. So um, now do you think uh, obviously you think dinosaur is just like a reskin, right? Oh, 100 percent. It'll just be the, the Disneyland ride. Well, it can't be the, the ride's not the same. 
It's the same track, I thought. Uh, it's not really the same. Like, you go over a bridge in the Disneyland one. Eh, I think they'll... It'll just be a reskin. It'll be the same... It'll be the same guts of the ride mixed with, you know, a new theme. So, I am going to miss Dr. Seeker and his, and his insidious plot. I know. To, to, yes. To, you know, like, that's a, that's a park-specific character that I'm going to miss. Flash photography? I wouldn't. No, yeah. Definitely not. You're coming back with one extra passenger you know extra size extra large or whatever he says yeah uh you know isn't that claire isn't it claire huxtable or something like that that's like yeah the, it's felicia rashad yeah. at the end. right yep well and a new zootopia show will be replacing tough to be a bug over at the tree of life also upset about that but considering i can't get anybody to ever do tough to be a bug with me let me tell you I, guess I shouldn't be too upset when's the last time you did tough to be a bug uh, I can tell you, last time I did Tough to Be a Bug was, I want to say a couple months ago. I did it when I went with the boys. Oh, okay. Because it was, it's like incomplete disrepair. Like things, I've heard that Hopper's having problems. Hopper has problems. Uh, the spiders weren't coming down from the ceiling anymore. Like the, like there was everything, nothing worked anymore in it. It was, right. it was like Splash Mountain toward the end where it was like, you know, like Splash Mountain toward the end was Lester's Possum Park from a goofy movie. Like it was just right. everything was malfunctioning. It, you know, because it was like they, they and that was why I knew I'm like, oh, they're getting rid of this because they're putting no they're putting no effort into it. It's like uh, Rise of Resistance, but much older. Yes. Uh, so a new show based on Zootopia is being created for the Tree of Life Theater at Disney's Animal Kingdom. The current concept for the new Zootopia experience has guests visiting the different biomes you only glimpse in the film, traveling with Judy Hopps, Nick Wilde, and other characters. Disney says that Imagineers are currently finalizing the concept and more details will be coming in the future. The new show will replace the Tuffy a Bug, although no closures have yet been announced. Uh, so the one thing that I loved more, like Zootopia is, is a fine movie, I think. Like I have no issue with it. But I, I always said that like, the world that it presents is more interesting than the actual film. I was always I mean, like that might bode well for Disney parks. Yes. And I was always like, I just want to learn more about this world more so than learn about these characters. So See, my thing is I, I, I get, I, I liked Zootopia when I saw it. I'm like, this is really good. I, I mean, I don't know if it resonated with me. I guess it's like the concept of maybe them building like a monstropolis or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, is Zootopia really this big? I don't know. I really don't know. I I've mean, only seen I've only seen it the one time. I will tell you. I don't know what the metrics they use are, but man, I I don't know any kid. And I mean, I I have a store with children nonstop. I've never seen a kid wear a Zootopia shirt or well, they don't know. really. Have, they never had a lot of you know. There there was never even a character meet and greet. That's what I'm saying. Like, isn't that how we kind of like the demand is often you know kind of causes the the need for that i guess you know there was there wasn't a, a lilo and stitch meet and greet until people were like this movie's crazy awesome yeah and we need this it, it's what i always say about avatar right like um not the last airbender but james cameron's avatar i get it right like way of water came out i saw it twice in the theater i liked it but like are these movies really this big i've never met like an avatar super fan you saw or, way of water twice i did i did see you it could not pay me to sit through that again uh, I yeah, I went to go see it a second time. Me and Ethan went. I, yeah, but I like, it. here's okay. So here's a question: Would you ever watch it not on an IMAX screen? Like, would you ever watch it like right. on TV? Great question. So I have not seen it again. Yeah. Um, if that's what you're asking, so that was the other thing we were saying. We were like, once you see it in IMAX and it's not in IMAX theaters anymore, like the the allure of it is gone. I did it the first time in the Dolby, and then I kind of wanted to see it on an IMAX screen, so I, I went and did it in IMAX also. A friend of mine saw it before me, and he gave, he said to me the single best, like the most succinct and accurate review of that movie, there's a really good hour and a half long movie buried somewhere in this. Well, right. I mean, it is an art form now to make a two-hour movie, and, and I there's a lot of directors I don't think can do it anymore. Yeah, James Cameron being one of them. But, but how, my how point much, is, how much of that like movie Avatar's is like huge. Of the water. Yeah, no, I get it. It's it's, it's the highest huge, grossing but, film of all time. But I've never met someone that's really into Avatar. Yeah. 
Like that's how I kind of feel about like this Zootopia stuff. I'm like, where is the like I I I'm I don't know anyone that's super into Zootopia. Like and I, by the way, again, I like Zootopia. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to meet, you know, Judy Hopps. Like I I wanted meet and greets for it. But is there this much desire? Like listen, I love Encanto, right? I get Encanto because even if you're like kind of like half don't care about Encanto, the music's so good that like it draws you in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the kind of that classic Disney formula of like like, like my wife, I think, saw the movie and doesn't remember it, but we listen to music all the time in the car, and she loves the music. I've Just, only seen that movie one time. I have no real desire to see it again, but we listen to the music all the time. My my fiance loves, um, who's the, Isabella, like, loves her. It's her favorite Disney okay. character now, so. Is Isabella the one with the flowers? Yeah. Is that Diana Guerrero? In real life? Is that the actress? I don't know her actual name. She was the girl from Orange is the New Black that played yes. Marissa. Yeah, it's yeah. her. She's great. She's yeah. in Doom Patrol also. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and a short-lived D- um, CBS sitcom called Superior Donuts. Uh, I really like her. I Listen, I really like that movie a lot. I'm I'm blessed at work to be able to just put things on TV and kind of have them be background. Right. So right. I put that on frequently. Uh, again, Man, Zootopia this big? No, it's really not. And like, you know, we never got like a hunchback of Notre Dame ride or like, right. you, you know, it's it's rare that you have an IP that's so evergreen that, you know, you can be like, okay, let's put an attraction here that's going to be here for 30 years. Right. It's, you know, a matter of like, are people going to be talking about the Emperor's New Groove, even though they should be because it's hysterical. And yeah, awesome. let me tell you. You want to talk? There's a handful of really underrated Disney movies, and that might be number one. Easily number one. It's the funniest Disney movie ever made. I will say number two is Meet the Robinsons. Never saw Meet the Robinsons. Oh my gosh, Kevin, come on. I never saw it. It's a good time. It's a good time. We were talking about Bolt being underrated. Bolt's underrated. Bolt highly underrated. Yeah. Gosh, we could do like a whole thing on like underrated Disney movies that like, you know, like maybe that, maybe next week will be like, like we'll each do like a top 10 like IPs we'd love to see brought to the parks just just to kind of like you know bring this my number uh, one will be Zootopia yeah of course um it has to be something that is not being planned to be put in the parks um okay so moving along to Hollywood Studios uh, the only uh, we didn't get a lot of Hollywood Studios news mostly because I think they're like look it's done. Like Hollywood Studios is good yeah. for now. <laughs> Here, have a parking tram. Yeah. Ahsoka, however, is headed to Star Tours. That's exciting. Yeah. Ahsoka will become a part of Star Tours at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris beginning next spring. The original series Star Wars Ahsoka is currently streaming exclusively on Disney+, and Ahsoka recently arrived in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. So we will have, I guess probably whatever this new galaxy is we'll probably go to or like the purgle or you well, know let me ask you a question i was thinking about that do you think that she's gonna have filmed scenes i or think do you she'll, think she's she'll be the hologram the, she's the she, either she's the hologram or it's gonna be a new planet and she'll be the person that pops up on the screen right on the right right it's uh i could see her being the star tours what are you doing here or it'll be like sabine or something like that like I could see that. Or, or I mean, if it was Hu Yang, I would be like, yeah. Yeah, come but, on. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Oh, I love him so much. I flew it, in, flew it in over six million forms of cutting, burning criticism. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. And David Tennant, what a treasure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, new episode I'm tonight. Ex- I know. I was going to say, we're, we're recording this show on an Ahsoka Tuesday, so it's, uh, it's going to be a good time tonight. You know what I was saying to a friend the other day? Spoilers for Ahsoka here, by the way, folks. This is the first time we're going to be hearing from Anakin post-Return of the Jedi. And like, part of me is like, he's going to be like, I feel such sorrow and remorse for my actions. I can't believe I did that, blah, blah, blah. But part of me is like, what if he just like doubles down on it? What if he's like, well, they should have made me a master. I mean, I kind of hope he does, right? Yeah, that was right. part of the great thing about Obi Wan. I, I didn't was think him, you, I didn't, I didn't think you get down. any kind of sorrow, but in Obi Wan, he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> I am this. You're like, oh, all right. Yeah, okay. You know, like, like, I get it now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ahsoka coming to Star Tours. Now we have some outside Walt Disney World news to close with. That is the reveal of the Disney Treasure cruise ship. Did you see any of this? Probably not. I didn't. No. It's basically so. Like the video is is up on YouTube. It, a lot of this, I think, was filmed on the Wish. Right. You'd mentioned that because it, it was a lot of like, 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 it was very clearly like that's the pool deck from the Wish, or like that's the Walt Disney Theater from the Wish. And does and, that mean that they're going to be like copies? I think it's going to have the same basic layout, which just surprises me because the layout of the wish was something that a lot of people like were not like super thrilled about that had been on other Disney ships. Okay. Which I mean, I had no problem. I've never been on another Disney ship before though. So I'll let you know after we go into fantasy, but uh, so Disney cruise line has announced the launch of its newest ship. The Disney treasure set to make its maiden voyage on December 21st, 2024 from Port Canaveral. So I might be able to, you know, sail on the, Dis- on the Disney treasure at some point. That'd be nice. That is probably going to be a month after my my next Disney cruise, so maybe my honeymoon will be on uh, will be on the treasure. That might that might that'd be really happen. cool. Yeah, yeah. Depending on well, because we wanted to take a long cruise for the honeymoon, so our plan for the wedding is basically like small intimate ceremony on the beach at Jetty Park, and then right onto a cruise ship, and you know, go on Disney cruise, like take our parents with us or something like that, like parents, brothers, sisters, whoever want to go. Um, and then, uh, you know, later, like maybe a couple months down the road, go on an actual like week long Disney cruise is like our, our honeymoon. Cause like Disney has the new Island that they're opening up the new private Island. And I was like, all right, I don't want to go there on the wedding cruise because I don't want to like be carting along extra people. The first time we go to that Island, I want to be able to explore it the way I want to explore it. Right. So, uh, so yeah, you get married on a cruise ship. You can. It's very expensive. Uh, they were they were doing a wedding in the Grand Hall of the uh, Wish on our last cruise. Okay. So uh, the ship will feature immersive environments inspired by various Disney and Pixar franchises like Aladdin, Coco, and Zootopia. There's more Zootopia for you. Yep. Uh, Plaza de Coco will offer a theatrical dining experience with storytelling from the Pixar film Coco. So basically, it's the Arendelle restaurant, but with Coco. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Jumbo's Sweets, inspired by Zootopia, will serve a wide range of handmade gelatos and ice cream. So that's the same as the Inside Out, uh, you know, sweet shop on the Wish. Unique to the Disney Treasure uh, is theme park experiences that we've brought on board, including the Skipper Society, inspired by the Jungle Cruise, and the Periscope Pub, themed after the 1954 film 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Also, a new luxurious suite called the Tomorrow Tower Suite will be designed with Epcot's World Discovery neighborhood in mind, featuring nearly 2,000 square feet of living space. The ship will also have themed areas and cafes inspired by Disney princesses like Moana and Mulan. An Aquamouse ride called Curse of the Golden Egg will offer a water attraction based on Mickey Mouse's animated shorts. Classic stage productions like Beauty and the Beast will be featured along with yet-to-be-announced new shows. For kids, the ship will include areas like Disney's Ocean Ears Club, Edge, Vibe, and the It's a Small World Nursery, all the same as it was on The Wish. Uh, The 1,256 staterooms will be inspired by various Disney adventures and will offer custom artwork and design elements. Senior Vice President and General Manager of Disney Cruise Line, Sharon Siski, said the Disney treasure would blend one-of-a-kind experiences with world-class dining and entertainment, promising an exciting journey for families on board the new ship. So we know they're going to have Plaza de Coco. They're they're also going to have Worlds of Marvel, the Marvel restaurant. It looks like it's going to be the exact same thing. I was just going to say, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Skipper Society is a lounge, which it looks like it's going to be where like the Tiana Lounge is on the Wish, and you know, Periscope Pub with twenty thousand leagues under the sea. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's it definitely seems like they're gonna. The Grand Hall is Aladdin inspired, like the big golden statue is Aladdin and Jasmine on the carpet, whichever they like. And there's a magic lamp in there too. Are these like pubs hard to get into? You know, I thought they would be, but like the hyperspace lounge wasn't. Like, that's what I thought. I'm like, I'd be bummed if I went and then could not get into, like, the Star Wars theme pub. I never had a problem getting into the hyperspace lounge. Like, and that was, like, when the the ship first launched, they were like, oh, make sure you get a reservation for the hyperspace lounge. And so, like, when I got there, I was like, hey, can I get a reservation? Like, oh, no, we don't don't do reservations anymore for that. And I was like, oh, okay, because you could literally just walk in. 
Isn't there? I thought there was supposed to be a haunted mansion lounge somewhere. Uh, not not on any of these ships. Hmm. So yeah, so we got the Aqua Mouse. We've got uh, you know the variety of suites that look like they're gonna be pretty cool. I mean, I definitely will end up sailing on this. I think. Good. Uh, yeah. Um, especially since it's gonna, you know, they they like to launch these new ships from Canaveral to pair it with makes the sense. Walt Disney World experience. So. Yep. <clears throat> All right, and that's the news this week. That's a lot of news. That I was hoping a lot it all of comes news. true. I I do too. I'm just trying to look at the end of the day. It's not like I'm sitting here being like, I hope they never expand the Magic Kingdom. It's just that I don't want to get my hopes up like I did with Mary Poppins and the Play Pavilion and all that right. stuff, and then have it not happen. You know, it, it, it it's like it's Ray the the Ray movie. It's never going to happen. Well, that's going to happen, but you're probably right. I mean, this probably is going to happen. I mean, they wouldn't, I don't think they'd even think about the idea of expanding Magic Kingdom if they didn't have the, you know, nowhere to do it and no kind of where to like level the ground and stuff. Right. But you're right. I think we are so far away from this. But you I know, would thing, not get excited. The thing that I like about this concept is that they're going to be building it behind Big Thunder Mountain, which means area that there's nothing at currently. Yep. So that means we're, it'll be like Tron where it's going to have very limited like impact on the overall experience of park goers. Yep. You're right. It's great. So it might take the train down again for another two years like Tron. Right. Did, but, you, you know, there's there's plenty of room back there. Yeah, I agree. With you. They should do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, and and honestly, I really hope that that all of these blue sky designs come true. I mean, but we we you know, it's hard to get excited about like what's gonna because even like New Fantasyland, like the original design of New Fantasyland was completely different from what we got. You know, you had like the stepmother's chateau, and then like Briar Rose's cottage, and then you know they 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 put in some stupid e ticket ride instead. With so, do you re- with the do you train. remember? When like they like the schematics of New Fantasyland leaked on the internet, yeah, and everyone's like, "This can't be real." Like Dumbo's not even in the right place, and there's two of them. Yeah, and we were all like, "They won't move Dumbo. It doesn't make any sense." You know, moving but Dumbo was up, the best thing for Dumbo. Yeah, ended up being real. Ended up being real. All right. Anything else you wanted to talk about this week? I, you know, I did want to ask you. Did you see? The Chucky popcorn bucket. Yes. Oh, I can't believe we haven't talked about this. So Universal's, their popcorn bucket game is strong. I really got to admit. Yeah, like, it really is. The toothless one that I have, like when you wind it and like the wings flap and, and like the eyes go. But this Chucky one responds to your voice. It's amazing. So you say hi, Chucky, and it'll be like, hi, my like, you know, like it'll be like the cutesy doll. But then the third time that you say it, the eyes will glow red and it'll raise up like a knife. Like now, so cool. Did, now, did not, you actually see one in person? Yes, I did. Is it amazing? It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I mean, I don't care about it. I don't really do horror stuff. But... I don't. I mean, I, I my friends and I both said, you know what? I really wish I liked Chucky. Right. Because, uh, you know, the only Chucky popcorn bucket that I would be buying is if it was a Chucky Finster from Rugrats. <laughs> Spot on. Uh, but yeah, no, Chucky, uh, Chucky's child's play has never really been a thing for me. We haven't even done the house for it yet. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very cool and I really appreciate what Universal does with these popcorn buckets. I'm, I'm anticipating some kind of Mario bucket in the future. Yeah. I mean, you're probably a couple years away, but yep. Yeah. That'll be something that I definitely get. So, but yeah, the, uh, Oh, and uh, they finally are doing Halloween Horror Night stuff in Diagon Alley. Oh, okay. The Death Eaters come out. Right. I think I saw something about that. It was really cool. We got like all all kinds of footage coming on the Morty video. So once I That's get awesome. that out. Uh, all right. Well, I, am roughly, I am roughly three weeks from doing Super Nintendo World. Oh, I'm so excited for you. So I mean, I'll yes, let you know how it goes. It's a carbon copy from the one in Japan. I've heard that the ride isn't great, yep. but... It's still like just to, I just want to stand in that area. That's the thing. I I mean, yes, I want to ride the ride. And other than that, I can't. I'm not too excited about. It. I really just want to be there. Yeah, like to just so stand in that. that environment. I just think it's so cool. Yeah, so so cool. <laughs> All right. Anything else? 
Well, I don't think you can make it much longer. So. Probably not. I'm like, I'm like now getting really congested. So uh, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much to our wonderful patrons who continue to support us over at patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we love talking to you guys over in our exclusive patron-only Facebook group. That's both Pete and I are active in there. Um, and you guys are hopefully enjoying all that great content we've been putting out, the patron show, uh, the video shows, the video reactions, all that great stuff, and so much more coming at you guys. Another episode of The Watchtower coming online later this month, at the end of the month. So, uh, yeah, super-duper excited to keep bringing you guys. And, folks, if you love our buddy Peter Vandal, really, who doesn't? Check him out over at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip anywhere in the world, but specifically Walt Disney World, check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, you can always send them an email at show at awaywithmetravel.com and get a price quote for the vacation of your dreams, Disney or not. And folks, for me, please check out the Morty Monster YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Morty Monster. Uh, we're going to have new content coming for uh, covering Halloween Horror Nights. And I'm been, I've been working on this massive video uh, for the walking tour of Main Street USA. I mean, that's taking way longer than I thought it was going to because it's just so much information, so much scripting, so much footage. I mean, it, it's, it's going to come out and be really, really good, I think. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And for me, uh, also, folks, the... Uh, my books, the Ross and Annie series, available on Amazon.com. All of my other books can be found written under the name Vincent Valentine. That's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. And you can find all of my books in ebook, paperback, and audiobook format. All right. Well, that does it for this week, Pete. Any closing words? Let's do it again next week. All right. We'll see you next week, folks. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.